There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and a big, big welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. It's great to be back with you again for yet another week with yet another fantastic guest. We've got uh, Leia Fish on the show today with me uh, and we're going to be talking about overcoming bottlenecks in your life and in your business. And before I introduce Leia, I'd like to say a big thank you to my guest last week. We had Shay Holscher on the show uh, and Shay is a um, the owner of a cosmetics firm and and they create uh, shampoos and products that are you know healthy for your skin come from natural um, kind of environment um, natural products and they also contribute um, a percentage of their revenue to uh, good causes and Shay is also a racing car driver and she owns her own Porsche team which was uh, quite exciting uh, I can't quite imagine what it'd be like going around a racetrack with her having looked at some of the uh, videos of her doing that but it was a fascinating conversation and she was introduced to me by uh, Libby Wagner. Uh, Libby is uh, a close friend and she's a, a client, she's part of uh, a community that I I run um, called the Elevation Collective and she's a wonderful, wonderful person. And she introduced me to Leo as well. So we've got a kind of double bill of uh, a fantastic guest from the, the fantastic Libby Wagner. So thank you, Libby. Um, really, really uh, great. Thank you, Libby. Uh, and uh, excited to introduce Leia to you. Um, how are you today, Leia? I am doing great. I'm really excited for this conversation, Chris. Fantastic. And I, I've got my little note here, Princess Leia, it says here, just to remind me. Um, <laughs> Not to, because I've got a client uh, called, um, a couple of clients actually called Leah. So I've got to be a little yeah. bit careful here. So it's um, it's Leah. For, um, so I'm just reminding myself of uh, some of my favorite films. <laughs> well, I appreciate you writing down the notes. So I, I'm not trying to not correct myself when you say Leah. So I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wonder, if, you know, for people who are listening out there, whether you've ever had the feeling of being the bottleneck. Um, I certainly feel that or you felt oh, yes. look you know when you're overcoming obstacles in life and uh, and business uh, i think we probably all have to be honest and and you and and if you haven't felt those bottlenecks then uh, you've probably not been in business for very long i suspect um or perhaps life for very long uh, my guest uh, leia fish has been helping her clients to achieve their dreams and overcome resistance now for over 20 years and she specializes in helping high-level executives to overcome their bottlenecks in their lives and in their businesses. Uh, it's also included her expertise in helping le leaders with ADHD and neurodiversity become the best they can be. Now, Leia is really known for her ability to find solutions to different uh, challenging situations and creating a more peaceful and productive experience for all involved. Uh, beyond boardrooms, she really, really cares about marginalized societies. And we'll find out a little bit about that and her, her work in Colombia, in Cartagena, uh, where she's providing emotional and practical help uh, to that community and creating something really quite special out there. So 
a big welcome today to Leia Fish. Thank you so much. Thank you again, Chris. I'm, I'm really I'm pleased and I'm honored. And thank you again, Libby Wagner, for this introduction. <clears throat> so, well, Leia, tell us, well, to, well, where do you live? Where's where's home? And what's a typical day in, in the life of Leia Fish like? Yeah, well, I sort of funny how life goes. I'm from New Jersey in the United States. And my whole life, I wanted to leave New Jersey. And I traveled and lived abroad. I actually studied, got my master's degree in London, um, studied, uh, excuse me, traveled extensively in uh, particularly Latin America, but also in Europe. And just beyond ironically, currently live in New Jersey with my foreign husband from Colombia and our two young children. So uh, a, a normal day, um, because my whole thing is creating a life where you have enjoyment where you work, but you're not a slave to other people's rules. There isn't exactly, you know, we don't really exactly have a schedule. I work uh, sort of four days a week part time. Uh, and we do things with our children uh, and my family travel sort of whatever needs to be done, we do it. So it, there's not an exact schedule. Yeah, so I imagine you probably live, um, spend a fair bit of time then between Columbia and, uh, and New Jersey. Yeah, we don't, it's not a, we go there a couple of times, uh, a few times a year. For, because your husband originates from that, isn't he? From exactly, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And we're looking to, our children aren't the easiest to travel with. They just turned six and four and... Uh, Yes. Yeah, so, uh, but we, we love to be other, my husband also loves to travel. So we were looking to <laughs> all four of us get better at doing that as a unit. So. Fantastic. Six and four. That's, um, you got your hands full at six and four, haven't you? They've got so much energy and they're off everywhere. And yeah, it's a, it's definitely the greatest challenge of my life for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, Leia, um, I always remember a few years ago having a, a guest on the show who got a big organization um, which handled um, help people with well-being across the globe. And I asked her what was the biggest challenge that um, her, her clients and the businesses she worked for, for um, found in their in their sort of businesses and lives. She said, oh, it's easy, teenagers. Oh, great. <laughs> Something to look forward to, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you've got that, got that to come. Um, so to tell us a little bit about your story, you know, life, life for you growing up and, you know, how you became the person you are today. You know, what, what did you, what did your. Yeah, you... well, it of course depends where you start, but uh, I, I think, you know, I, I always tell this story that I missed birthday parties growing up because my mother said either you clean your room or you will miss that birthday party. So I missed a lot of birthday parties because, well, threatening. Much as she tried, she had no more tools. So I love my mother. But, um, you know, telling someone to clean their room is not helping someone clean their room kind of a thing. And so that was sort of how so many things were that there were you know, the things were due and you had to get this grade to pass. And not that I was the worst student, but the skills were something that I just really didn't have. Like there were things that I was really good at naturally, like everyone. Um, but the things about being organized and 
all the traditional things of neurodiverse people, you know, like my homework stuck to a rotten pear in my book bag, you know, <laughs> all those kinds of things. That that's was like my son's bag. <laughs> yep, that's, that's where I came from. So yeah. things like we're told you have, you know, back then it wasn't so much parent involvement, but, you know, you're supposed to have this done. And I was just totally checked out. Like I wasn't interested in it. So I didn't know anything about it. You know, it didn't, didn't stick. Whereas things, uh, you know, that people had said or promised, you know, years before I was like, you said, you know, kind of thing. So over time, these were things that, um, you know, played out in many different ways that if I didn't have the skills to do it on my own, uh, either I found my own way to do it, uh, or I just, or I just didn't. And much to my surprise, um, because I was kind of surrounded, all my, all my friends were really great students. They didn't struggle with the same kinds of things. So I just thought I was a bad student kind of a thing. Um, but anyway, over time, I came to see that I wasn't the only only one like this, but many years of, you know, judging myself, like not living up to potential, all the terrible things that you hear, um, and actually became a professional organizer um, and came to specialize uh, with working with hoarders in New York City who were being threatened with eviction. I was on the show Hoarding Buried Alive, a reality show of, you know, with hoarders. And I came to see, even though I had already been working as a professional organizer, um, I came to see much deeper inside of the psyches of people who were at a much more extreme place than I had ever been. But the same kind of thing, you know, down down the road on the spectrum, but same kind of vibe. And I got really interested in neuroscience and psychology and patterns and, yeah, and started really looking into that. And then you know, decade later, here I am helping uh, entrepreneurs and, and business owners with their own, <clears throat> you know, sort of what they may have formerly perceived as limitations and seeing how those play out now in their lives and their businesses and 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 what can be done their way about it. And, and often it's really not as hard as we think it is. We've built it up in our minds to be this huge impossible hurdle when in fact there are so many simple tools that make everything different. Mm. So it must have been, I imagine, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, um, you know, how, how old you are actually into how many years you were in since it was, since you were, were you were back there in school. Um, however, in those days, neurodiversity, certainly not over in the UK was really recognized. No. It, was, no. it was the kind of thing that um, probably put, put people into a, a different stream in school or um yeah I wasn't I wasn't at that level but it was just it was just a struggle to keep yeah. up you know it, it just felt like I you know I didn't know how to study so I would sit down stare at it and you know so I just relied on natural intelligence but there weren't really tools my other friends all seemed to know what to do and I remember you know being like eight nine ten years old and being like what are you doing? Like, I couldn't even understand exactly um, like how to study, but because I had a good memory, which is also very common with, you know, people think of people with ADD, ADHD as being very scattered and distracted, um, but often, you know, higher intelligence, good memory. So I kind of relied on audio learning 
you know, um, of things that the teacher had said. And in many cases, that would be the thing they'd be like, oh, Leah, you're the only one who got that right. But it's because that was the only thing, not the only, but that was one of the only things I got right because I heard, I paid attention in that regard. But when it came to memorizing stuff and and being organized about studying, there there really wasn't any help with that. It was just like, do it. And either you did or you didn't. Yeah, yeah. So it must be a, a, a very frustrating for, for people going through that with not, that acknowledgement and and the tools and techniques that that are getting yeah and I think I think I oh sorry yeah yeah saying the tools and techniques are becoming more certainly certainly that we're noticing in the UK there's more awareness around it but it's still got a long way to go absolutely and I think also the the word you said frustration this has been (laughs) you've kind of summed up my experience is frustration because especially with people saying, you know, you're so smart, you have so many skills. And then I would think, you know, all the typical, you know, center of the bell curve thoughts, then why am I not doing better at school? You know, yeah. kind of, thing. and again, I wasn't getting, you know, I wasn't failing or, or anything like that, but compared to sort of all my friends who were getting, you know, straight A's, it just felt like something was wrong with me. And my family, you know, they're all very good students and and all that kind of, and very, you know, professional doctors, all that kind of thing. Um, and it was like, why am I so stupid, even though I suspected I wasn't? Um, and so it's really like from a very young age, you pick up that just self-talk of what people have said. You have this potential, but you're not living up to it. And of course, they mean it in a, in a great way. But it just turns into years of not addressing. It just becomes, you know, deeper and darker, the self-flagellation in an attempt to, and a failure to understand, like, why you can't do it the way other people seem to be able to do it. Yeah. So how how would you, you know, thinking about that, that experience, how would you define then, you know, a bottleneck, which is what? Uh... Yeah. So I think, you know, to there's there's oh my gosh there's so many examples but if you look at you know a bottleneck and when you said at the beginning have you ever felt like you were the bottleneck it it always comes back to well obviously it's me because right so we definitely are the bottlenecks um but i think sometimes the the bottleneck is not necessarily so clear because the thing seems straightforward mm-hmm. right it's do this page of homework so uh, why is it hard for some people? Now, I don't have, um, you know, people, many people with, for example, ADD or ADHD also have dyslexia, dysgraphia. There's things that are people are unaware that they literally have trouble seeing what's what's written there. But sometimes it's a very simple task that people have trouble doing. And the bottleneck is not even necessarily the know-how to, for example, very common personal example that people have is doing laundry or packing or unpacking. Mm -hmm. It's not that the thing is hard, but what's hard is the emotional response that has built up over the years of not being good at it or literally not knowing how to do it and not feeling like there's anyone around to ask. So there's an emotional and a practical bottleneck but when the things are so simple, people still feel like they should be able to just do the thing and, and they can't. So it comes to the last minute and they still haven't found you know the answer. And that's why I 
firmly believe that support is really the answer for pretty much everything. Yeah, that's re- that's really interesting. That you got me thinking actually about uh, you know m- m- myself. I've noticed that I I really struggle pack- packing a suitcase to go away. It really takes a lot of intense intense concentration and focus and i'm and i'm you know i'm finding more things to put in and then i'm i've got too much stuff so i'm taking it out to to try and reduce it back down there and then i'm I'm wondering uh if i've missed something and then i put it in the car and i'm going back into the house and so that's one area that i struggle with and today i tomorrow i have um, quite a lot of family coming over and, and i like i like the place to be tidy even though naturally i struggle with i struggle with it but i I come from a family that was very tidy and I've got members of that family coming over. So to me, you know, that that's causing me a bit of angst, you know, to get the place uh, and uh, with a, in a household where um, my wife and son are neurodiverse. So they're not very, you know, um, and to my youngest isn't, but, you know, stuff's all over. I mean, it's just like, it's uh, you know, playing, playing havoc with my brain. Um, yeah, well, you know, the, the, the most, like I said, it can be very simple things, but often the bottleneck is that the answer hasn't been focused on, it hasn't been articulated. So in what you're describing, often it's, it's too hard. The system is too hard to put things away. So people are disincentivized because they know how much work it's going to take to do the thing. Mm -hmm. So the less difficult it is to complete it to throw, you know, the laundry in a basket versus, you know, have it separated by delicates and colors and all of that, the harder it is to use it, the less likely it is to be used. So simplicity is really the key and also looking for what is the simple way, given that there's different people involved. And and that's usually the bottleneck is people haven't put the time because it seems like such a simple thing, doing the laundry or packing or whatever. Mm. So well, we're going to go to a commercial break now. Um, after the break, we'll we'll have a little chat about Cartagena because I mentioned there's a few bottlenecks in that that project. It's, it's an interesting uh, and a very interesting thing that you're doing over there. And then we'll we'll have a look at some um, you know a few different areas of, uh, of, of that can you know that can um, contribute to bottlenecks and maybe some solutions to overcome them um, after, after the break. Thanks. So we're we'll back with you again in just a couple of minutes. Do join us in. In, in about two minutes we'll be back shortly when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. 
Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Say It Skillfully is my radio show about being who you are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. I'll help you find the right words to tackle any challenging conversation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. You'll learn how to achieve success on your terms and be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in your life. Check out SayItSkillfully.com for practical resources, including my 90-second videos, real-life examples showing you how to speak up skillfully. I invite you to call in with your questions. Join me live every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. And no, I'm cheering for you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the business elevation show with your host chris cooper if you have a question or comment about our show please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk that's chris at chriscooper.co.uk now back to chris cooper hi this is chris cooper i'm with leah fish and we're talking about bottlenecks and i realized during the break we realized we could do the whole show on on systems for packing um, suitcases but we won't do that um, we will talk about uh, and about bottlenecks in business as well and uh, understand that too and um, but just tell us a little bit you've got this amazing project in colombia that's really close to your heart and uh, i get a sense that um, a project like that uh, may have a few bottlenecks uh, that you're having to work to overcome yeah i so my husband is from cartagena colombia on the caribbean coast and Colombia has had, like many countries, a history of civil war and, and massive economic um, inequality, which if you sort of know economics, that often goes with violence. The more disparate the economic spectrum, the higher the both civil and domestic violence actually is in countries. <clears throat> um, and so... Um, but basically during the pandemic, uh, when the pandemic, before the pandemic began, 90% of an estimated, of course, it's hard to get everyone in any survey, um, but an estimated 90% of the residents of Cartagena, which is about 1.2 million people, were eating three square meals a day, let's say, three meals a day. Um, and when the pandemic began, <clears throat> that number dropped to 60% of people were eating one meal a day, including children. And my husband and I felt very fortunate um, to be in a position to help his friends who were reaching out to him to participate in a project that his sister works for a public health organization was doing to bring food to marginalized communities. And we started our own private initiative. Um, and I do believe from the you know, sort of more woo-woo or you could say religious side that our giving actually helped my business grow um, quite a bit because my business took a, a turn upward uh, after we began that that private initiative, which is really interesting. And I actually taught a, a class called How to Make a Million by Giving um, because inspired by, um, 
you know, sort of following the breadcrumbs and seeing what worked and delivering food to marginalized communities and in a dignified, anonymous way, just having locals bring food to locals. Um, <clears throat> and as, you know, we, we saw um, what things did and did not work, what things were too risky, let's say, given the situation to do and had some, luckily, nothing terrible, but we had some learnings, let's say, uh, about, you know, anything you, you have in mind to do that you believe is is wonderful and comes from a really good place can have some challenges. Um, and so over time, the project has shifted to, um, we now support a children's center and we're teaching English. And the idea, the name of our charity is Cultivar Cartagena, Cultivate Cartagena. So first thing, food for everyone, um, and then to cultivate opportunities um, with skills and then you know, sort of mind, body, soul, that down the road we want to have, um, you know, art and music and all that kind of thing. Uh, and also being really close with the land of self-sufficiency of being able to grow your own food, even in an urban environment. Um, so we have a lot of big dreams, but it all comes, you know, there's when you're dealing with other people and governments and laws, there's you know, we're dealing with two governments <laughs> um, between the United States and, and Colombia. And right now we're sort of low key, but learning to work within the parameters and people's judgments and all, all the things, you know, um, it's it's quite a learning process, but we're 100% committed to this and we're really proud of it. Fantastic. Justin, you say your business is... Um... Has, has increased since you're involved in that. Is that is that in is that in Colombia or is that um with the with the awareness of what you're doing in the United States? No, I think it was, you know, um, I'm not a religious person, but I've always, you know, I come from a Jewish background, and we're very much about um, donating. And um, when we started this private initiative, um, we were actually donating more than 10 percent uh, of of our income uh, during the pandemic because we just our hearts went out to my husband's friends and family. And, um, but my, my business here in the United States, CEO rise really started growing, um, at a much now, again, it was 2020, uh, but we started the initiative October 1st, 2020. And my business has, has, has grown more than it ever had before that. So it's pretty neat. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, yeah, mine too, since the pandemic, I don't know <laughs> what it is, but, and, and I don't know in the pandemic, I think I probably maybe 40, 40 free webinars and things like that to help. So give, you know, various things. And it's just interesting, isn't it? The more sometimes you give and the more you help. And, uh, sometimes that comes back in, not, not always with the challenges you might expect. It's, uh, yeah. Of, and, you know, I think it, it kind of goes back to the topic of, of, helping people realize their dreams, because I do believe that we all have things inside of us that maybe seem silly or outrageous, but we're like, wouldn't it be great to blank, you know, and whether it's to make sure 1.2 million people have food while 600,000 are estimated, you know, to <clears throat> be in a position where they could use support, but wouldn't it be great to make sure that no one is hungry or wouldn't it be great to build a business where we you were talking about your your guest last week who 
you know, created a, a cosmetics company with natural materials and gives back, you know, people have these ideas, whether they're entrepreneurial or personal or both. I mean, it's all personal. Um, but that sounds like a pipe dream for many people, I would say, especially for neurodiverse people where simple things can be so challenging. But having an idea of like, wouldn't it be great to, or, oh, I would love to, but feeling that the distance between doing that is just too great. It's too mm -hmm. foggy. It's it's like, well, what would that even, right? And And that's really, in a way, what I do with my business is helping people and because I'm doing that all the time myself. I'm saying like, wouldn't it be great too? And then trying it and figuring it out. And then when I figure out how that works, I bring that back to my clients. So even if their dream is something else, these general steps along the way are general and specific enough that we can work out how to get there. Yeah. So let's talk about some of those, some of those steps and things that we need to be mindful about in, you know, in, in, um, I guess personally, but also in business. So we get bottlenecks in, in, in business, which I know you work, you work, uh, very much in and CEO, CEO rise, your site, CEO rise.com. Um, you know, supports organizations, not just, uh, just individuals. What are some of the, just, just, if you could just maybe just overview a few different areas that's uh, maybe important to think about, and then we can maybe dip into, uh, into a few of those areas and have a conversation. Yeah. Well, if you're cool with it, I'd love to use your packing example as an actual uh, place to look at <laughs> yeah. is literally sure. and metaphorically, but if not, that's cool. That's cool. Um, but, um, you know, different, different places in terms of, you know, I'm, I'm teaching high performance for neurodiverse humans is, is what I sort of my tagline. Um, but having clarity is probably the number one bottleneck, or I should say lack of clarity is the number, number one bottleneck. And so people are floundering in an attempt to do something that has never been adequately articulated. Yeah. So for example, you know, and, and you see this in one of my clients works with companies who do performance reviews, but upon further investigation, they had never clarified the expectations of these job descriptions. Well, it's very hard to give it accurate performance review, both sort of helpfully and also legally, if you've never clarified what the actual goal is, what the expectations are and communicated that clarity. And that is probably the number one bottleneck I see, whether it's working with an entrepreneur about launching a program, but they're not even really clear. They're like, this launch is not going well, but in a way they're launching the wrong thing. Or it's a, an executive saying that they're, for example, their assistant is not doing a great job. But when we look deeper, it's because they themselves have not even clarified Again, the job description, the expectations, nor have they communicated that because it's impossible to communicate something you're not clear about. Yeah. So it just results in all this frustration when people are on the other side trying to deal with all the fallout of lack of clarity. I find I find I find that too because I, I um, maybe a different guys, but I do quite a lot a lot of workshops with companies and help them where they're where they're stuck and particularly around the dynamics around people. And what uh, we often find with projects is, is they don't go, people don't start with why, why in the first place they do head off with a project that isn't very well articulated. And then, um, 
when you look back, actually, they maybe shouldn't have started doing it in the first place because they've got too many much to know. Exactly. Then they don't know specifically. They haven't defined precisely what they're going to do and then who's going to do it, when's it going to be done, where's it going to be done, and the specifics of how. Um, and depending upon, I find, the the sort of personality profile of the individual leading it as well, um, they can start they can start with how before they've even thought about why specifically what when or they can start with what but not with why and uh, and, and it, then they get themselves in the right tangle so i sort of go go through that journey with them and help them go back to why and all will start there which helps give a bit more clarity with well, a lot more clarity actually um, a lot more clarity and and also a lot more what in psychology is called pull motivation because when you're connected to the why um your brain can when you have an emo a positive emotion, it's a lot easier to, you know, when you have an, a hit of dopamine, one of the feel-good hormones that's most indicated in, you know, ADD, ADHD kind of a thing, but also the hormone that everyone is with their scrolling and everything is geared toward dopamine, dopamine. But when you have a real why that gives you that feeling of that meaningful, positive, good feeling, it's in your brain, that's where motivation happens because you're drawn toward that positivity. And so it's a lot easier to feel motivated, to feel actually creative thinking and motivation go together, right? Problem solving, all of these things go together. But what happens is that, you know, in my work, we talk about the, this wonderful quote from Abraham Lincoln, who said, if I had six hours to cut down a tree, I would spend four of them sharpening the ax. And yeah. so in my work, we talk about 67 to 80% of the time in preparation, but really it's 100% because two reasons. Uh, well, so the work I teach has, has principles um, and the principle is everything is prep preparation is everything and everything is preparation. So number one, people don't spend an adequate amount of time preparing. And in studies of 70 years of construction projects, 85% of them were over time and over budget. Why? Two reasons, two simple reasons. And you probably know this, Chris, but lack of preparation. So lack of planning as they call it and lack of replanning. So no course correction. So you can have the most wonderful project in the world, but if you're not also course correcting as you go, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have the why. It doesn't matter if you've assigned everything down to a T. Nothing, you know, another principle we, we have in my work is man plans, God laughs. Things don't go according to plan. Yeah. So if you're not willing to do the work, and this is, these are sort of the two most basic bottlenecks that I help people and, and, and businesses work with is the unwillingness because it seems outrageous. It seems so outrageous to plan and keep planning. People are like, oh, enough with the planning. Can we just get started? And I'm like, well, if you want the same results, if you want to get to burnout, if you want to lose funds fixing things that were never adequately planned for, then sure, jump on in. But it's it's literally zero that I work with clients to plan and plan and plan that I'm like, okay, all of a sudden they're like, well, I just thought of something else. Well, I just, well, mm, I I guess I can't, well, all right. And we're changing around what's contingent. We're changing around, right? We're looking at 
into the places where they're actually experiencing doubt and fogginess and addressing those. When you do that work before the project begins, it's another project entirely. Mm. Makes an enormous amount of sense. And um, we, we've got, got, got four minutes till commercial break. So I think we've probably got time to chat about this. But one, one thing I was picking up in there, you started to talk a little bit about uh, you know, how people are feeling and, um, and emotions. How do they, how do they fit into this? Because, uh, I guess maybe it comes through a lack of planning and preparation sometimes and emotions can run very high in a project and 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 our own emotions and they can they can slow us down or they could speed us up depending upon you know how positive and they are talk to us a bit about emotions yeah absolutely so i think there's you know there's there's many different views on on emotions and and how to handle them and positive psychology and um, you know, what you choose to focus on and all that kind of thing. But so many of, back to your word, which really resonates with me of frustration, so many of our emotions are insidious and we don't realize that we're having a lot of emotions. And these could be learned, conditioned, triggers, whatever things that come from the past that we are consciously or subconsciously having reactions, emotions to whatever the thing is. It could seem like a simple thing that a boss says to their assistant to do, but it triggers something that is either related or unrelated. It doesn't even matter. But then that creates something in the person who's supposed to deliver something. And it creates a bottleneck even with the person unaware. So the everything we talked about of feeling that pull motivation, feeling the creativity and the problem solving. When you're experiencing negative emotions, especially when they're about yourself, especially when they're judgments of, you know, oh, you don't know how to do that. Oh, every time I've tried to do that, I've failed, you know, and people aren't necessarily saying these things aloud, but these are building up hurdles internally that actually makes it much harder to focus and think and be creative and move forward with it. So people don't even often realize what they're thinking about this project and working with clients, you know, in a more intimate way, people have completely transformed and skyrocketed their businesses by, I'm not a therapist, but by getting to root beliefs that they had of their own limitations or living their father's life of his limitations or, or things like that. People don't even realize how these things are affecting them all day, every day. So when it comes to delivering something for someone else, there's there's actually a lot going on there. Yeah. Right, so this is actually brilliant teeing up next week's show because we have Dr. Jane Gardner, who's going to do a show with me on emotions. So oh, perfect. Uh, emotions in, in business. So we'll be well planned. You know, some of the neuroscience and everything. So that's beautifully, beautifully sets us up for, for next week as well. Um, but but actually it's it's a comp it's a complex area, but it's an important area. People people buy on emo with emotions, don't they? They uh, we're much more emotional than we than people maybe give credit. Yeah, and you know, in the world that I'm in of personal development, there are many many things that people invest in, whether it's you know spiritual or sexual or familial or relationship when much of the anxiety that they're experiencing, and I'm not discounting any of those other things, but many of the 
things contributing to their anxiety is literally from undone tasks. Mm. And that's the beauty of, you know, this organization productivity. It's not about being a type A person. It's about removing simple things that have become these huge, scary things so that you can actually look at those other more important things in your life. Brilliant. We're going to go to commercial break now. Uh, and after the break, we'll, we'll, we'll come back and we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this. And um, yeah, one, one of the areas you, you mentioned to me when we were planning this show was ego. Uh, you know, ego can get in the way sometimes, can't it? So let's, let's have a chat about that. Say so. <laughs> we're back again uh, with you all in just a couple of minutes. Do please join us after the break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one -one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Are you a business owner, 1099 contractor, part-time employee, or volunteer who needs group health coverage you can actually afford? Do you know a nonprofit who would benefit from unlimited zero-cost funding? How about cost reduction, school safety, mental health wellness, and more? All these and more are fair game on finding certainty. If you want more certainty in your own life, you are not alone. Join us each Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Find your own brand of certainty and realize your personal American dream with Finding Certainty, hosted by Patrick Lang. Let's unwrap the certainty experience together. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. tuned into the business elevation show with your host chris cooper if you have a question or comment about our show please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk that's chris at chriscooper.co.uk now back to chris cooper hi this is chris cooper i'm with uh, with leah fish i just want to say before we, we move into this segment you might have noticed on the business elevation website that there's a little banner banner on there and it's for an organization called Siobhan's Trust. Uh, they've been since the start of the uh, the troubles in Ukraine, they've been supporting um, from the UK, um, been sending trucks and lorries out there and feeding on average 5,000 people a day pizzas on the front line. They've been putting themselves at uh, at risk. They've been providing um, um, clothing, lowest levels of clothing and shelter. And uh, it's all pretty amazing. It's a gentleman behind it called David Fox Pitt, who's been on the show before and is a, 
uh, a friend of mine, uh, an amazing uh, philanthropist. Um, but there's a little banner there. If you want to find out more about that, do do check it out. Um, and I guess um, we also, we should say, give a mention to Cultivate Cartagena. Do you have a, a link for that too? We're actually in the process of, of building a website for it right now. So uh, we don't have a, a website about it, but if someone wants, you know, I can sort of share more information, more details about it. If someone wants to email me directly at hello at ceorise.com uh, with the subject line cultiva- uh, cultivate if they want to just do that and, and get more information. Fantastic. Um, so let's talk a little bit about ego. Uh, and because um, I think that links in quite next naturally with emotion, doesn't it? I think is a relationship there. Tell, ego can tell us about ego. How it well, I, I think it links in well, like you said, with emotion. And it also comes very much into play with um, with the way that people do and do not do things, right? And and so much of ego is considered you know, sort of the the lay term is a way to protect yourself is sort of the kind way of thinking rather people can hear ego and think of, you know, chest beating, I'm the best, you know, kind of a thing. Um, but if we think of ego from ego just means I in Greek, you know, me, right? Ero in Greek is is I. Um, and it's just, or, you know, in, in psychoanalysis, the id, right? The, 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 first person uh, of me um and if if you if you think of it in a sort of evolutionary way it's just that part of yourself that wants to make sure you survive and so in that regard l- the way that you interact with things the things you do and do not take credit for if you think of it that way is just that you will survive. So whatever happens to other people, that's really not your issue. It's about you surviving and thriving. Um, but if, you know, sort of delving more deeply into to ego of, you know, us putting up defenses and blaming and shaming, uh, a lot of it comes from our own feelings of unsafety. And so the 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 problem with ego when it comes to productivity is that when things aren't going well, it's rather than looking at in terms of the system, it tends to be a fault-finding, blaming kind of a thing, um, which may or may not even be the the real issue, right? It could be in a in a company, it could be like there's a problem with the machine, but it's being blamed on this guy, right? Because people don't want to take the fall because they want to survive. They want to not be blamed for no one wants to be blamed for things but if you look at the world of emotional intelligence it's actually a very freeing thing to make choices of personal responsibility and personal participation that does require you to be stepping into your personal power rather than coming from an ego place of protecting yourself often the emotionally intelligent thing is to say wow I've really been avoiding this thing because I'm scared of it, yeah. you know, and that can be the most powerful move that you make. You, you know, saying to your, to your team, you know, I, I want to apologize that my leadership has not been up to par. I haven't done the work to get really clear about what the project is and to communicate that yeah. I've been criticizing you for things that were actually, you know, uh, 
inadequacies on, on my side in this project. But that really can be the most powerful thing that you can do. But because the world is a fast moving place and, and people, that's not sort of the norm, people turn to the more traditional automatic behaviors, um, which are, you know, get the job done no matter what, no matter how many heads roll, all the kinds of, you know, it's all about as if this goal were God. And, and when you can step back and say, wait a minute, are the people delivering this actually feeling competent? Are they feeling accomplished? Are they experiencing progress? All the reasons people leave their jobs, the ego must step to the side to let this be a collective experience. And, and I think, you know, many of the people I work with are in this realm of bringing emotional intelligence and this kind of leadership to organizations. Um, but I would say it's probably still not the norm. Yeah, that's really, <clears throat> you've taken me back into my corporate career and, uh, and situations where <laughs> somebody became somebody became the fall guy, and uh, and actually it was because the leadership wasn't clear, but they needed wanted someone to blame to deflect it. And uh, I'm working with one person who was uh, quite quite good at occasionally chopping off heads when, uh, but actually he, uh, yeah, he got rid of quite a few people. But I think there was a common denominator in it, and it wasn't those that he let go of. <laughs> I think um, so. In, in, interesting. Um, Leia, I've just we've just got a few minutes left till commercial break. Sorry, till end of the show now. Only about um, three or four minutes till I need to wrap up. Uh, so uh, I know we were going to talk about. You're going to use my example of packing to help us. Can, can, can you summarize? Yeah, are you okay with that? I don't. We've got time. Yeah. Can we? Can you summarize in a, in a couple of minutes with with my my little example of uh, my yeah. pack well. For sure. And this is something I have so much experience with one because I can't stand doing it myself. And so it's a <laughs> struggle and all of my clients, uh, you know, this, this is a thing for literally most of my clients, no matter how, you know, sort of high performing they're in the world, secretly, many of them have a lot of trouble packing and unpacking. Um, yeah, it's, it's I feel so much better. <laughs> well, so the first thing is, do you have, it's such a simple, basic thing, but do you have a list that you go off of when you pack? Um, I didn't. Um, but now what I'm starting to do is ask ChatGPT for these sorts oh. of things. So, okay. um, so I'm actually, I'm getting some good, good lists for, you know, uh, for we had, I, I created a list for packing to go to a, a music festival. And it got, oh, I got nice. a brilliant lesson. I couldn't have really improved upon it. So, so that's, that's my new system, but. Um... All right. Yeah. Well, okay. I've never, you see, you're taking me places. I'm, I'm I think I'm too old school for, for, uh, I didn't, I never thought of that. So thanks for the suggestion. Um, but um, another thing is, you know, what you mentioned of wanting to include these things and wondering if you forgot them is number one, in terms of one of the things I help clients with is is time management so giving yourself time is can often be speaking of bottlenecks what people don't do they don't give themselves time to mm. do the thing even if it's pack right so giving yourself time to do it letting your brain be free so having a place that is large you make the bed you clear the table you put a sheet on the floor whatever just simple right but enough space that you can interact with it. And you let yourself, we call this in my work, empty my subconscious. You're like, oh, this and that and this and that. And you just make a huge pile. 
And the beautiful thing is this might seem totally absurd, but for neurodiverse people, uh, this is very, very freeing and very effective. So you let yourself do all the things. Maybe you have a list, but you think of other things and you, you let yourself do that. And then once you start packing, that's where the naturally prioritizing comes in. People who, you know, with ADD, ADHD often have, often have a hard time prioritizing. So once you're, you've let your brain go to all the places and now you start the project of actually packing, you'll be able to say more easily, you know what? I don't even like that shirt. I'm going to donate it, you know, or whatever. You'll start making decisions that haven't even been available your, to your brain because of the stress of timing of trying to get this thing done in a way that was really not pleasurable yeah. to yourself. Yeah. And then the, the final thing is, um, well, the final one other thing is uh, the term that I like to use, which is pack with a bowling ball. Uh, this actually happened with a client of mine once, which I won't get into, but to put something big in the suitcase while you're packing and pack around that. And then the magical thing is at the end, take it out and you will find that you have the most pleasurable packed bag you could ever possibly imagine. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's not all stuffed in. It's just, just fits in yeah, perfectly. And if you go somewhere and you want to get something or, or whatever, one, it's yeah. not too heavy on the travels. And if you want to bring something back, there's room. Fantastic. I've got my brother coming this weekend. He's big into bowling. I'll have to ask him if he's got a spare that <laughs> he can he can loan me. Hey, we've come to the end of the interview now. It's been absolutely fantastic. I've loved loved talking to you about this and uh, and I'm feeling so much better about my inability to pack. Um I'm so <laughs> grateful for that. Uh, I wonder if you've got a final message you'd like to leave us with. <clears throat> I think the many of the things in the world that people interact about aren't really the underlying thing and if it feels hard to address underlying things people experience all kinds of things anger frustration hopelessness lack of self-esteem the beauty of all of it is to me in the work that i do is that doesn't mean that everything is solved with productivity but when we address every single thing that we already know we need to do we already are stressed about this unfinished thing. When we start closing those tabs, the way that we interact with ourselves and the world changes for the better. Right. Hey, it's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for joining us today. Really enjoyed oh, it, Leia. Yeah, for people, if you want to check out um, ceorise.com, and you can also do, there's a, a power audit in there, um, so you can have a look at that, and it'll help you um, to look at uh, some of the holes in your infrastructure, in your in your in your um, life so do go and check that out ceorise.com on next week's show we've got dr jane gardner as i mentioned we're going to talk about emotions next week uh, and um how to how to manage emotions they're so important when it comes to personal and business success and our well-being it's and emotional intelligence it's just such a, an important topic and conversation so another great guest next week um thanks to uh, leah fish thank you to libby wagner um, everybody you've got any questions comments send them to me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk um, i'm sure you can connect with Leah on linkedin maybe or something like that is that good <clears throat> linkedin facebook any of those just leah l-e-a-h fish f-i-s-c-h so, so and, and when you when you if you do that um with leah just just let leah know where you got her information because yeah, I get I get inundated fun. sometimes with requests from on LinkedIn and I don't know who who they're from and why uh, and then I don't I don't add them because I don't know who they are so 
uh, with me to do the same. So take care, everybody. Uh, have a great weekend, week, weekend, and I'm back with you again next week. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.